from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's jump to the podium. This is uh, over the last week, the four ACC basketball programs from the state of North Carolina. We rank them and we give medals. And because not everybody gets a trophy on this show, somebody's got to be off the podium. We go gold, silver, bronze, off the podium. Uh, And I have to admit, traditionally, there's a hierarchy to this. You look at the games, you look at the results, and you go gold, silver, bronze, off the podium. It was not that way this week. Gold and silver, I think, kind of separated themselves. You'll see why. We'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Off the podium in bronze, I have to admit, so you know where to send your complaints. I put it on Dennis. I said, you know what? It's six to one, half dozen to the other. For you me. know, it was a, it was a <laughs> it was a mental coin flip. Let's be honest here. Uh, it, it it was it was close, and it's f- for different reasons, right? Uh, we'll start with off the podium. Off the podium ended up being Wake Forest. Um, they they had a better win than the team in bronze, but they had a worse loss. Yeah, that was the kind of the shaky thing there. So so they lost to Florida State, eighty-seven, eighty-two. Florida State is nothing to write home about this year. They're not the worst team in the ACC, but they're a team that if you want to be one of the top four or five teams in the ACC, you should take care of Florida State. Mm -hmm. And you lost 87-82, which adds up again to your defense has given up a lot of points recently. We're looking 80-plus against teams that have no business scoring 80-plus against you, and it's happening consistently enough that it's a problem. We know Wake can score. Right? They have this kind of group of four guys that can all give you 15-plus, and Efton Reed isn't even included in one of them, and he's a pretty agile big. So we know they can score. The problem is occasionally they can't stop the other team from scoring. Liable to lose in a shootout. And then this is this is why I say their, their win was also the better win. They played UVA next after losing to Florida State and gave up 40 less points. They lost 87-82 to Florida State and then beat UVA 66-47. That's absurd. If you – I don't care. By the way, we know what UVA is, right? We, we, know, that, uh, we know that UVA is a team that is comfortable uh, scoring 54 and hoping they win. This year they're not exactly holding other teams to, to low amounts, but you get what I'm saying. 47 is 47. <laughs> That Florida State loss is not a good one, and even with the dominant defensive day against UVA to change things, it's not enough, right? It's not enough. So off the podium, Wake Forest. That brings us to the bronze medalist, NC State. NC State also went one and one, and their win over Louisville, not a good one. It's a good one in that every win is celebrated. Yes. It's a good one in that, uh, you know, uh, you, you, it's an ACC win and it counts towards the standings. I don't think Louisville is very good. So if you look at, you know, Wake's win against UVA and NC State's win over Louisville, which was by six points, 89-83, that de- the defense need to be better against Louisville. I like that your offense woke up. Your defense needs to be better against Louisville. Yeah, their offense was lights out for the most part. But it's it's – dulled right it's numbed a bit the excitement by the offense is numbed a bit by the fact that he gave up 83 points to a team that I, I know they beat uh Miami but before that the first 14 games screamed not very good 
and then you mix that in with the loss previously in the week to UNC, which, you know, they were – I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this because I said that they had UNC on the ropes, and, and who boy, did people not like that one. Um, I don't mean that they were, you know, ever – they were never ahead by 10 against UNC. But at halftime, an unranked team was down two to the seventh overall team in the country when NC State played UNC. That's worth something. Now, I know you ended up losing by 13, and, and it, you know you always want to beat UNC, and you don't want to celebrate no moral victories, but, but there were points in that game that were solid. There were points in that game that were solid. So that loss, right, again, we're comparing kind of off the podium Wake Forest and bronze NC State. UNC losing to them by 13 and being in it into the second half is a mile better than any loss to Florida State. Now, the problem is, you know, needing to, to put up one, maybe your best offensive day to beat Louisville is the reverse, right? Then it's equally as, as different as the win was better, the loss is worse compared to UVA holding them to 47. So that's why Wake Forest and NC State, to me, were nearly a coin toss, but yeah. we, we always actually set the podium, so Wake Forest is off the podium. Yeah, it was, it was like splitting hairs we type thing. Very like we really are. Hairs. It's like, okay, well, like you say, you lost to the number seven team in the country. And do you know what is the best yeah. part about it? What? They play each other tonight. I know. So, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to this one. So so I almost want to like say we're going to retroactively change. Like whoever wins tonight, that will be the tiebreaker. Uh, hey, maybe that's it. But, it'll, but no, because that will contribute towards towards next that's week's podium. Point. Um, that is a very, very big game for both teams. I think it's it's darn near, not fully, but darn near like a, a loser leaves town event. Hey, I'm where for it. If town is the second tier of the ACC, yeah. first tier UNC Duke, second tier, loser leaves the second tier tonight for NC State and Wake. Oh, gosh, if that's the case, loser leaves town. they got to have this one in Greensboro. Yeah. Should have been. Yeah. Should have been. Missed opportunity. Let's get to silver. I mean, I just said who are the top tier in the ACC, mm -hmm. so I think you all know where I'm going. Uh, Duke is the silver. Um, on the simple fact of I did not like their win against Georgia Tech. We got Again, we're splitting hairs between one and two here. I did not like their win against Georgia Tech. Their win against Pitt um, on the road, right? I, I think that one was on the road. Uh was very businesslike. It was go up there, win by 20, come home, right? That, that's that's nice. Georgia Tech at home, I wanted more out of that win by Duke. I did not like that, right? Georgia Tech beat them once already this year, right? And and that loss caused a lot of chaos in the, the stories around Duke and the questions they were asked at, at press conferences, and I'm sure it was frustrating. Like, to me, that the, their loss to Georgia Tech back on, I think it was December 3rd, mm -hmm. That had to be the worst film session of the season for Duke, right? They lost some other games, don't get me wrong. They they lost three at that point already. But that one, to me, was the most, like, I hope John Shire had the little laser pointer and was just circling stuff going, what the heck is this, right? Can't have it. Can't have it. Can't Like, that, to me, was the most frustrating loss of the season. And I wanted Duke as the far superior team, as the far more talented team, Georgia Tech hasn't won any other games in the ACC. I wanted Duke to absolutely railroad them. They won by five, 84-79. And it felt closer than that, right? Georgia Tech was ahead as late as like seven minutes left in the game. You're watching it going, Duke's going to pull away. No, nah, Duke will pull away. Now nah, Duke will... Are they, right? 
I even got, uh, because I have all of the Triangle teams set to my notifications on my ESPN app, I'm sitting there watching the game. My phone vibrates. I check it, and it says, on the ropes, colon, uh, you know, Georgia Tech leads Duke with whatever, seven minutes left or eight minutes left, whatever it said, in the second half. And I was like, wow. Duke is not only not railroading Georgia Tech, it's close enough that ESPN is sending this out to everybody going like, hey, Duke might lose, because we know there's a lot of people that like to watch just Duke lose. Mm -hmm. A lot of people listening to the show probably got that, you know, got that, that, that notification and we're going, hey, hey, everybody, come inside. Duke might lose to Georgia Tech again. Get inside. Watch this one. That's not what I was expecting from Duke. I thought they were going to take out some aggression take out some anger on on Georgia Tech and instead they just kind of like squeaked through and went a win is a win. And there's some questions going forward with them right now because Mark Mitchell didn't play against Georgia Tech and also Jeremy uh, Jimmy Roach, Roach yep. got dinged up in that game too. So um, actually John Shire yesterday said um, he's not ruling out either of those guys for Saturday's game against Pitt uh, when they when uh, Pitt comes into Cameron Indoor this Saturday but the good thing for them is that they have the whole week to mm -hmm. figure this one out. And Proctor started and played a bunch of minutes. So that's because Mitchell was out. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. But I'm saying it's almost like as Roach might need a break, your other stud guard gets back. It's the, that, you know, they get to like pass the, instead of passing the baton, pass like the ice bag as they cross each other going in and out of the training room. Uh, it's, it's, it's a whole thing there. Uh, and then gold goes to UNC. Mm -hmm. They're, they're a top four team in the country. I still think that's a little low. I think they're a top three team in the country, but the AP poll has them at four. I think uh, coaches have them at three. I, I traditionally go off AP. That's but, fair. I mean, what would we say? Ken Palm has them at five, uh, which is all numbers and statistics mm -hmm. and Ken Palm. Stats. Uh, listen, they're, they're the, the gold because, A, they beat NC State. Uh, NC State was in it, but – 67-54, you're never, you're never going to knock a double-digit win over one of the top four teams in the standings in the ACC, even as early as those standings are settled. Uh, and then they rocked Syracuse. It, you know, yeah. it was funny. On, what was it, Friday, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I, I, I think UNC needs to get their offense going. Their defense, by the way, defense played well. Their defense has, you know, is much less slump-prone than offense, and that goes for every team. And their, their defense has been playing unbelievable over the last 10 games. Uh, but then when, when UNC was cooking with with gas and grease and all those sorts of things uh, against Syracuse, it was a, a perfectly timed tweet from uh, one of our followers who just tweeted at me, I think UNC found their offense. I'd say so. 103 yeah. points. Uh, R.J. Davis, Armando Baycott, Harrison Ingram did the things that you want your big three to do which is be reliable, knock down jumpers, keep the spacing, slash, score down low. Being, uh, those three guys were kind of at all three levels, uh, which, is, which is what you need, right? Perimeter shooting, slashing, back to the basket big, rebounding and backup stuff. 103-67 against Syracuse. That's a gold medal performance. Oh, yeah. And R.J. Davis only had to play 27 minutes. Ingram and Cormac points. Ryan played 24. I mean, Baycott only played 17. And had a double-double, Yeah, uh, as did Ingram. Hey, Ingram. There's there's a lot of, of things to like about the way UNC is playing right now. Um, they're a veteran squad, so I'm not super worried about this. But it's to the point now where it's like, you know, you need your high school buddies to text them that they're not all that. You know what I mean? You need a coach to uh, bring up lowlights lights. 
because everybody's going to start telling you how much you're awesome, right? Everybody's going to start telling you how much your 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 stuff don't stink. You know what I mean? They're a top four team and playing very very well. Well, I if you're UNC or UNC fan. My guess is Hubert Davis is like, guys, don't buy into the number in front of the name because remember when we were in rank number one to begin last season? Mm-hmm. Look what happened. Yeah, that's like, a good like, point. Don't buy into it, guys. And, and you need to remind them of that. That's, yeah. That might be the best way to do it is is bring that up often because they're good. They're playing well. Yeah. And and the world is starting to notice, and that is always a very interesting part of kind of a run through the season is, you know, how do you handle it when you're good and people start to notice and talk about it? BMOC stuff, right? Big man on campus. Even though UNC basketball players are already yeah. BMOCs, <laughs> it's like BMOAC, big man on all campuses. Like you start to get noticed nationally when you're good at UNC, and that's a whole different beast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yet somehow I'm back to asking the same question I was asking weeks ago when it comes to Duke. Where the heck is their killer instinct? It's the drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. I thought maybe they had worked their way into kind of like, it doesn't have to be a ferocious killer instinct. They can be business-like, right? They can be like, you know, uh, suits and ties and like men in black shades, and they can walk in with briefcases, do their business, take care of business, and, and, and walk out. I didn't like the win against Georgia Tech. And and keep in mind, we're now, we're splitting hairs here, right? You're the, you're in the AP poll up to number seven in the country. We're talking about what it takes to be a top five team, what it takes to be a top three team, what it takes to be a national contender. That game was not business-like. It was not killer instinct. It had no edge. It was a win, but it was a five-point win over an overmatched Georgia Tech team that had beaten Duke once already this season. That's the problem. right? Yeah, the best competitors of my lifetime – almost get teased by how how competitive they are. I mean, you know the the obvious examples, the Jordans, the Kobe's, the on and on and ons, right? The ones that it's like, oh, if you're going to sh- throw a, a piece of trash into the trash can, they're going to go, bet you I can do a better out of five. And if you beat them, they're going best out of two, best out of three, best, best out of nine, right? They're not going to give up until they win. There's a great story. I, I'm going to forget who it was. Somebody was playing cards with uh, with Jordan, and it was one of those deals where, like, they had gotten up, like, 10 grand at 9 o'clock at night, and then somehow they were still playing at, like, 10 a.m. the next morning. When Jordan got up 10 bucks, suddenly everybody could leave because he didn't need to win the money. He just wanted to have your money in his pocket. Like, be a gosh darn competitor. I need them. I need Duke to want to destroy Georgia Tech because of the last time they played. You beat us on your home floor, like as you're walking off the floor in in Atlanta, right? As you're walking off the floor of Georgia Tech's home court after they beat you when you are Duke and when you are all five stars and when you have Wooden Award candidate Kyle Filipowski and when you have all these first-round picks, you need to almost be looking at them going, we're going to get you at our spot. 
right? You borderline need to be looking at him saying, is there an outdoor court around here? We'll meet you there in 15. Let's run it back. That's what you need. By the way, Filipowski had a great game statistically. So, like I said, we're splitting hairs. He had 30, 13, 30 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, two steals. It's a good day. Hey, carried the team that day. It's a good day. day. He also slapped the floor against Georgia Tech, which is, um, by the way, everything, you know, atmosphere good, fans engaged, big, you know, had an ACC game feel. They slapped the floor and beat a, a Georgia Tech team that hasn't beaten anyone else in the ACC by five. By five. It's almost scarier because he played well. How about this? Uh, Tyrese Proctor back in the starting lineup with Mark Mitchell out. Proctor played well. Upper teens. He played well. Jeremy Roach, even with his injury scare, played well. Upper teens. They kept the rotation short. They did not feel the need to go deep to guys that were inexperienced and maybe wide-eyed, right? They didn't go to, to the TJ Powers of the world. They kept the rotation short. Many of their big players played very well, and they didn't win by a bunch. That tells me it's the defense, it's the rebounding, it's the second efforts, and it's edge. And it's edge. Earlier in this year, earlier in this season, uh, when they were, quite frankly, losing more games than they should, I was looking for somebody to be their muscle. And and the way I put it was, the one thing I think John Shire needs to maybe keep in mind with his recruiting, and, and keep in mind, I understand how ridiculous it is to criticize anything John Shire does in recruiting, because pretty much all he does is bring in number one and number two draft classes. And and the one incoming next year is going to be the, the best of the bunch if you look at the recruiting rankings. So I understand he's very, very good at, at, at recruiting. I do think he needs to put a little bit of, of maybe added emphasis on getting the right personalities. It's not just getting the number one small forward, the number one power forward, the number one guard, the number one big, and saying, look at that, we have the best recruiting class in the country. Sometimes you need, all right, who's going to be the jerk? Who's going to be the leader? Who's going to be the follower? Who's going to be comfortable not taking all the shots? Like, you need to put together the group. You know what I mean? Who's going to be the comic levity? Who's going to be the one that that's the overwhelming worker and is dragging everybody to 4 o'clock extra shooting time? Like, you, you need to put together the group. It's like putting together a band. Right? Well, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a nerd for, like, how bands get put together. Uh, Dave Grohl has the best line, right, because he was the drummer in Nirvana, and he was also, he's also the front man for the Foo Fighters. And they asked if, if hey, if, you know, Kurt Cobain didn't pass away and Nirvana's still, still uh, out there touring, would you be writing all the songs that you wrote for the Foo Fighters? And he goes, you know, there's a saying in, in bands. What's the last thing the drummer said before he got kicked out of the band? Hey, guys, I have a song I wrote. Like, like the, you know, the drummers have to have their role. He was willing to play that role in Nirvana, and, and you have to know that he's willing to play that role. Because if he was somebody that's like, no, I want to be the star. I want to be the front man. I wrote all these cool songs. Even though he could write the songs, he's proven with the Foo Fighters. Right? You need to have somebody that's a five-star that's willing to go, oh, you're the, the, the alpha in this situation. And you need to have someone that says, no, I'm the alpha in this situation. And he needs someone to say, I'm the enforcer in this situation. Who's the enforcer for Duke? Who's the guy 
that when like one of my favorite, I know this is asking a lot. One of my favorite mic'd up clips, and I am a sucker for a good mic'd up clip. I was just watching uh, the best of Nick Saban mic'd up through the years today. Uh, but one of my favorite is the old Spurs, like the Duncan Parker Ginobili Spurs. There would be ha- uh, timeouts where either Duncan, Tony Parker, or Manu Ginobili would look at Pop and uh, Greg Popovich, Hall of Fame coach, right? Knows what to say and when to say it. And they would go, I got this. You stay over there. And they would lay into their teammates. That, that wasn't good enough. We need to play better here, uh, right? That, like, I, you know, same thing for Tony, but in a French accent. Mm-hmm. Same thing for, for Manu, but, but in an Argentinian accent or a Portuguese accent, I guess I should say. Um, like, like they would let, they knew it wasn't good enough. Who for Duke is going to say, sure, we're beating Georgia Tech? Or even, heck, we're only down by three with seven minutes left, like they were, and we can still beat Georgia Tech. And it's going to just say, that's embarrassing and not good enough. That's what I need from Duke. Not all this, oh, well, they, you know, Flip played well. Okay, well, who? why wasn't Flip getting in everyone else's face and saying, I'm putting up 30 and 13 here, we're playing Georgia Tech, and we're in a game. That's not okay. And you look at McCain or Foster and say, listen, Proctor's a sophomore. He's in double figures. Roach is a, a what junior, senior, whatever he is, upperclassman. He's in double figures. Flip's a sophomore. He's in double figures. Where the heck are our freshmen? Who's saying that? Who's the edge that they, they, they aren't bringing it? And if it's somebody on the bench, even if they're a less talented basketball player, put them in the game to yell, right? Put them in the game to stir the drink because they have all the talent in the world. They have all the talent to go achieve lofty goals, mm-hmm. be, be a national contender. But the thing is, some of these other teams do have edge. They do have grit. And if they're more comfortable in a street brawl, guess what they're going to do when they play Duke? They're going to turn it into a street brawl. I know where you're going with it. Dennis I say like Tennessee. Head. Like Tennessee, Tennessee last did. year. Exactly. Yep. Duke was coming off winning the ACC tournament. Everybody's riding high. Tennessee said, are you comfortable with, with – Standing in the middle of the ring and duking it out for mm-hmm. the, no pun intended, duking it out for the next however many minutes. That's exactly what they did, and they bullied Duke. They need a killer instinct, and they need to get one fast.